ಓಂ ಸಹನಾವತು ಸಹನೌಭುನಕ್ತು ಸಹ ವೀರ್ಯಂಕರವಾವಹೈ ತೇಜಸ್ವಿನಾವಧೀತಮಸ್ತು ಮಾವಿದ್ವಿಷಾವಹೈ ಓಂ ಶಾಂತಿ 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 ನಮಸ್ತೆ ಟು ಎವ್ರಿಬಡಿ ಫ್ರಮ್ ಮೀ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ವೆಲ್ಕಮ್ ಟು ದಿ ಆನ್ ಗೋಯಿಂಗ್ ಆನ್ಲೈನ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಇನ್ ಪರ್ಸನ್ ಲೇಬರ್ ಡೇ ವೀಕೆಂಡ್ ರಿಟ್ರೀಟ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಐ ಆಮ್ ವೆರಿ ಥ್ಯಾಂಕ್ಫುಲ್ ಟು ದಿ ಯೋಗ ಫಾರ್ಮ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಸ್ಪೆಷಲಿ ಟು ಸ್ವಾಮಿ ಸೀತಾಜಿ ಫಾರ್ ಇನ್ವೈಟಿಂಗ್ ಮೀ ಆಲ್ದೋ ಆನ್ಲೈನ್ ಈಸ್ ನಾಟ್ ದ ಬೆಸ್ಟ್ ವೇ ಟು ಮೀಟ್ ಆರ್ ಟು ಗ್ರೀಟ್ ಆರ್ ಟು ಕಮ್ಯುನಿಕೇಟ್ ದಿಸ್ ನಾಲೆಜ್ ರೈಟ್ ನಾವು ದ್ಯಾಟ್ ಈಸ್ ವಾಟ್ ವಿ ಹ್ಯಾವ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಐ ಹ್ಯಾಡ್ ಇಂಟೆಂಡೆಡ್ ಟು ಟ್ರಾವೆಲ್ ಬಟ್ ಯು ನೋ ಆನ್ ಡೆಲ್ಟಾ ಏರ್ಲೈನ್ಸ್ ಬಟ್ ಅನದರ್ ಕೈಂಡ್ ಆಫ್ ಡೆಲ್ಟಾ ಕೇಮ್ ಇನ್ ದ ವೇ ಓಕೆ ಡೆಲ್ಟಾ ವೇರಿಯಂಟ್ ಆಫ್ ದಿಸ್ ವಾಟ್ ಐ ಕಾಲ್ ಕರುಣಾ ವೈರಸ್ ಓಕೆ ಇಟ್ ಈಸ್ ನಾಟ್ ಕೊರೋನಾ ವೈರಸ್ ಇಟ್ ಈಸ್ ಕರುಣಾ ವೈರಸ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ವಿಲ್ ಟಾಕ್ ಅ ಲಿಟ್ಲ್ ಬೋರ್ ಅಬೌಟ್ ದ್ಯಾಟ್ ಅ ಲಿಟ್ಲ್ ಲೇಟರ್ ಸೊ ಐ ವಾಸ್ ವಾಂಟಿಂಗ್ ಟು ಗೋ ದೇರ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ದೆನ್ ಸ್ವಾಮಿ ಸೀತಾಜಿ ವಾಸ್ ಗೋಯಿಂಗ್ ಟು ಗೋ ಬ್ಯಾಕ್ ಸೂನ್ ಆಫ್ಟರ್ ದಿಸ್ ರಿಟ್ರೀಟ್ ಬಟ್ ಅಗೇನ್ ದಿ ಮೆಸೇಜ್ ಈಸ್ ಯು ನೋ ತಿಷ್ಠ ಮೀನ್ಸ್ ಸ್ಟೇ ಸ್ಟೇ this is this is the message and so i am delighted that uh, uh, at least uh, i can join all of you in this way and thank you so much for making room for me at the very last minute uh, it was very very gracious of you and so i thank you for that and then now to the topic the topics are were already set and uh, swami sita ji has a wonderful way with the topics she always you know very intuitively she discusses something and then puts it on and then uh, uh, and then she is always gracious enough to say do you want to change there is nothing to change <laughs> because the truth is we always talk the same thing no matter where that from whose mouth the talk comes it's the same talk it's the same thing because the source material for this knowledge is the same bhagavad gita upanishads or what else you know that's all it is and so you know in a way we are all shameless plagiarists and this is what is called sampradaya parampara <laughs> we copy our teachers we xerox from their talks and we just uh, you know we just say what they said shamelessly because this knowledge has no copyright cannot have a copyright this is for the whole of humanity to be blessed and to do that and in fact this knowledge is safe because it comes from a long chain of teachers and then 
who taught students and then who taught teachers who then became teachers and then who taught the future generation of teachers which is why this knowledge is safe because it is not in the hands of an individual person with a big hubris with a big ego no this is not a cult it is a sampradaya that is why it is safe it is safe to study because we are teaching what the what the teacher taught us and and then if you ask the teacher did you come up with this knowledge that teacher will also say no i am merely teaching what my teacher taught me then you go to the upanishad and in the kena upanishad the teacher is asked you know where did you get this knowledge from and the teacher says yena stad vyaj chakshire the teacher in the upanishad also says i got this knowledge from the elders and the ancient ones from whom i studied and so therefore where is the agency this is a knowledge without agency no agency which is what is the topic of today's talk in fact it's a very big topic to give you the idea of its bigness i will quote you a small sentence not even the whole verse from the brihadaranyaka upanishad and uh, if you want the uh, the citation i think it is 4412 uh, and so this is you know this is a small sentence and what does it say atmanam ched vijaniyat ayam asti iti purushah kimartham tasya kamaya shariram anusanjvaret ched means if if the atma is known atma means i there is no other meaning for atma atma is i if the atma is known if the knowledge of the i is assimilated fully then what happens you know as what as this is me alone this whole thing this manifest universe is me the source of the universe ishvara bhagavan is me and all the people in the universe they are all just an extension of me if this is totally fully and properly understood then dot 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 kimartham for what purpose kasya kamaya to fill fulfill what desire shariram this body anusanjvaret will the person make this body feverishly engaged in action this is a small mantra somewhere hidden in the, in this huge upanishad called the brihadaranyaka upanishad like a great forest this upanishad is and then and this mantra is like a small little you know wild flower somewhere which which can be easily missed but to give you an idea of the gravity of this mantra the a highly regarded text in the tradition called panchadashi devotes the entire chapter 7 into unfolding this very very mantra the the short form of which is the self is not the doer that is the short form of it and the writer of the the author of the panchadashi 
uses 297 verses to expound this small little mantra. 297 verses. And then, so, then what are we doing here? In 45 minutes, we are going to talk about the what constitutes the kernel of Vedanta. It's okay, because we have to start somewhere. So, this is not the main dish. This is an appetizer, which will make one come back to this knowledge for, for more for the next course and for the next course. That is what it is. It's a little appetizer. It's a little taste of what this Vedanta, what we call Vedanta is all about. And so therefore, you know, let us look at this mantra and then go into, into what, you know, what are the, what are the implications of this? So the implications, the phala, the, the results of gaining this self-knowledge are given because the human being is too clever by half. And how is the human being really clever? Because no action is engaged in without knowing the results. <laughs> One becomes a karta, a doer, in order to enjoy the results of action. Nobody is a karta just for the sake of being a karta. Nobody is a doer just for the sake of doing. Like take something simple like cooking. You encounter a person cooking. What are you doing? I am cooking breakfast. Oh, you're having some people over. No, no, no. Oh, you're going to make a nice elaborate meal for yourself. Self-care. No, no, no. Oh, you're going to distribute it to the to the lesser privileged people in the society. No, no, no. What are you doing then? I'm cooking just for the sake of cooking. Nobody does that. You cook in order to eat. You make your bed in order to lie in it and enjoy the nice softness. And then and you, you work for 9 to 5, Monday to Friday to have those two days off. And then you work for one whole year in order to have 15 days off. So, bhogaya karma. This is the first thing I want you to take away from this talk. The, the action is for the sake of results. One is a karma phala hog. Hog means pig. Okay. Yeah, I'm saying this for the translators. So that there is no metaphorical thing here. Hog means literally pig. You know, addicted to karma addicted to the result of action. That is why addicted to karma, not for any other reason. So why are the results of action so dear? The results of action are so dear because life as we know it is, is not very dear. Life as we know it is fraught with insecurity, uncertainty, fear and sorrow. This is what it is. And this is what it is. So therefore, I want to change all that because I cannot stand insecurity. I cannot stand uncertainty. I cannot stand fear. And I hate to be sad. 
So there is a frantic effort to shift this and change this. Day 24, 7, 365. This is an American expression. 24 hours in the day, 7 days a week, and 365 days of the year. This is what I want to keep on shifting, keep on transforming. And then what? We were doing this. Everybody was doing this. No time to study. Why? Oh, I have things going on. No time for Vedanta. No time for yoga. No time to sit and meditate. No time to sit and sing. Nothing. I'm busy. I have to go here. I have to go there. Things to do. Places to go. People to see. Until... <laughs> 2019, the end of 2019, Bhagavan decided to take a new avatara after Buddha, okay? A new avatara in the form of the coronavirus. That's why I call it coronavirus, the virus of compassion, really. Why? Because that sort of brought this... Uh, this maxim that the self is not the doer in a very practical way. Vedanta is accused of being too theoretical. Of course, by people who don't understand what Vedanta is. <laughs> That's why I, you know, we have to have special classes on quote-unquote Vedanta in everyday life, Vedanta in day-to-day -day life, <laughs> etc. But Vedanta is day-to-day, minute-by-minute. It is you. And that is, it is the knowledge of you. But still, this not being understood, people think that, oh, you know, I, I want something practical. And so therefore, what happened? Bhagavan said, Tathastu, you want something practical. Let us just unleash, you know. Bahusya, may I become many? <laughs> Prajayeya, may I populate the whole globe? <laughs> These are all uh, words from the Upanishad. So, Kamayat, Bahusyam Prajayegeti, Satapotapyat, Satapastaptva, Idagum Sarva Masrijat, Yadidankincha, Tatsrishtva, Tadevanupra Vishat, Tadanupravishya, Satyatyacha Bhavat. So, this being, this Bhagavan, contemplated, first desired. And Bhagavan doesn't have desires. It was all the desires of the people who says, I'm tired of this daily rut, I'm always traveling, I'm always doing. Is this all there is to life? The sincere prayer of all the sadhakas and the sadhakas wanna be. Now, anybody who wants to be a sadhaka and also the prayer of people who say, I don't understand this Vedanta. What is this Vedanta, Shmedanta? What is this? What is the practical application of this? Bhagavan just basically said, may I be many, in form of what? The coronavirus, multiplying simultaneously all over the globe, you know, and, and doing what? And making sure that it ground the whole world and still is grinding the entire universe to a virtual standstill. Very, very interesting. And in this, you know, for the people who are ready, there is a wonderful opportunity 
to understand the most terse and the most difficult statement in Vedanta, the self is not the doer. Because very, it is very, very uh, interesting and ironically, because on the one hand, you know, here one is used to being, one is, one has this orientation and addiction to action. Nahi kashchit kshanamati jadu tishthati akarmakrit. Bhagavan Krishna says in the third chapter of the Bhagavad Gita, not for a single second is the person able to sit without doing any action. And so this is the orientation. I am the doer and I am producing the results of the action because there are a whole series of things that I want. And in fact, that is what has to be interrogated. I want, I want, I want, I want, I want, I want, I want. And so the identity of everybody is in the form of the wanting person. Give me, give me, give me. I lack. I want. Why do you want? Because I lack. I don't have this. Or what I have, I don't want. What I do not have, I want. What I have got, I want to get rid of. And what I have and I want, I want to retain. Is this really the whole gambit and the purpose of life? You know the answer. And that answer itself is ratified and reiterated very nicely, validated in the Upanishads. And especially in this Brihadaranyaka Mantra. Talking of a person of self-knowledge. That is what it describes. And that is what the phala, the, the result of self-knowledge, if it is properly understood, then uh, we hope that the people will take to this kind of a teaching. Because when the results are not understood, nobody wants to engage in action, including the, as though action, of sitting and listening to, to the teachings, to the Upanishads to the Bhagavad Gita. And so therefore, the results of the action, the Upanishad always highlights and arranges it like a beautiful flower arrangement. And then you say, ha, how do I get that? Well, here is the recipe. And what is the recipe? The recipe is to study to expose yourself for the, to the knowledge in a committed way so that you, you understand fully. That is the recipe. And so what is the result of this action? Atmanam chet vijaniyat. If you know, if you know the truth of yourself as what? As already fulfilled as already free of being a wanting person, free of insecurity, free of uncertainty, free of sorrow, free of fear, and free of mortality. This is very important, the last one. Free of the I coming to an end. What comes to an end is the body, is the mind, the senses, etc. I continues. And, and so, this freedom is what is sought. But if this freedom 
is something that is sought, then why don't I get it? Because the seeking is done in the wrong way. That is why. Simple. In, in Sanskrit, we would say that there is a sadhana, sadhya, asambandha. Asambandha means mismatch. No connection between the sadhana, the exercise, the, the practice that I am doing, the work that I am doing and the sadhya, the goal that I want. Sadhya, goal, sadhana means asambandha, no connection between means and goals. If you want to go somewhere, you have to catch a plane to that place. If you want to go to New Delhi, you catch a plane marked, you know, that's, that is bound for New Delhi. But then you just get down and then you keep asking the question, how come I ended up in Mumbai? I wanted to go to Delhi. Simple, you took the wrong plane. <laughs> wrong means. And so therefore, this doership is something that has become addictive mainly because I have taken myself, the individual has taken oneself to be a wanting, insecure, uncertain, fearful and sorrowful person as one's total and complete identity. This is the problem. But how do you know it is not your identity? Well, you know. <laughs> if you ask me that, I will say, you do know that this is not your identity. Why? Because you reject this identification even as you keep on identifying as the wanting person. You hate being a wanting person. You hate being an insecure person. You hate the uncertainty and you hate being sad. In fact, all the pharmaceutical companies know this. That they are all Vedantins in a certain way in order to sell their wares. That's why they have, they say, this. they keep on producing more and more antidepressants, anti-anxiety medicines. Because they also know this is not your true nature. You don't feel like yourself when you are sad, when you are angry, when you are anxious, when you are depressed. They know this too. And you also know this. Why? You go to sleep, not now, okay, yeah, but when you go to sleep at night, what happens? Something wonderful happens. Gone is the insecurity, gone is the uncertainty, gone is the fear, gone is the wanting nature, gone of course is the sorrow. In fact, every sleep is like a mini moksha. Moksha means freedom from all these things that we have been talking about. Every sleep is like a mini moksha. And the, the sages that the channel the Upanishads are all sleep experts because sleep they have analyzed in a very sophisticated way what happens in sleep and why you are not un, uh, unhappy in sleep etc. Because the mind goes into a causal form and goes with that which is the source of the mind. What is the source of the mind? 
the source of the mind is the source of the body, the source of everything that lives, the source of everything that is sentient, everything that does moves, everything that is insentient, everything that does not move, everything that you can see, that you can hear, everything that you can infer, the source of all that is just one thing alone. And what is that? The name in the Upanishad is Sat. Sat simply means is. And the ramifications are huge. There is only one is. And then and then what about all the other is? All the other is's rely on this is in order to be. One being, one source. So what happens in sleep? I am one with the source. Secure, like a baby. That's why you say he or she is sleeping like a baby. That's what? Secure. Secure unafraid, certain of, of safety, unsorrowful. This is what one wants to be. When? All the time. The sleep is a little glimpse of the nature of the I. That's why as soon as you wake up and stretch, the problems also stretch and wake up and rub their eyes. <laughs> they also say, oh no, what day is it today? Oh no, what do I have to do? Oh no, what all is there to achieve? That is why everybody loves going to sleep and everybody hates to be woken up because it is, <laughs> it is <laughs> akin to nirvikalpa samadhi. Then what is the difference between sleep and nirvikalpa samadhi? If you were to ask, I would say, in sleep you make a sound, in nirvikalpa samadhi you do not make a sound. You know, that's why it's called sound sleep. This is what it is. It is like a, it is in a way, it is a kind of a samadhi of sorts. It is to give a break from that questioning, a relentless self-loathing, insecure, self-judging self, from which I don't, I don't see any kind of freedom. And because there is a huge wound of pain inside, the insecurity, the fear, etc., there is a frantic effort to heal this, there is a frantic effort to get out of the insecurity, to get out of the fear and, and avoid the sorrow. And here is where the means and ends are mismatched, my dear friends. Why are they mismatched? Because the problem is not in the Jagat. <laughs> the problem is also not with the body-mind-sense complex. The problem is not out there. The Jagat includes this body-mind-sense complex. Jagat means universe. Okay? Yeah. So the universe includes this body-mind-sense complex. The problem is not with the universe. The problem is not with the things in the people and the people in the universe. The problem is the one is with the I, the ahankara, rather the I notion. 
that is unable to assimilate that all this is just one that is born in what is called atma agyanam self ignorance of the fact that all that is here is one sat and tat sat tvamasi shvetaketo this is what the upanishad says that sat which which simply is which lends its existence to all the things in the universe which lends its presence and which lends its sentience its sat and then sentience is chit satchit when of all the time ananta ananda this is what it is and if this is not understood then the desire to be whole the desire to be free forever whole forever happy forever free of insecurity and uncertainty forever makes me engage in all the things in the universe one after the other thinking that must be the real thing this must be the real thing if i get this i will get away from happiness if i have this then i will not be angry if i have that then i will not be sad uncertain insecure wanting the answer for the wanting self on the surface of it is to see seems to to just keep on hoarding to keep on accumulating the answer for the insecure self on the surface appears to be to engage in actions in order to make the self secure in order to make the self secure how because i keep thinking i am insecure and so i have to do this i have to accomplish this i have to accomplish that and so from kg to phd one keeps on studying because the something is not enough more 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 okay after studies what i have to get a job okay now what next what then i have to do this i have to achieve something i have to leave a mark i have to become the director okay now you are the director now what you know what now now i have to do something else it is endless one is simply what we call in english treading water meaning if you try to walk in water it's very difficult you are just you are just uh, you know uh, not going anywhere that's all one is doing and so therefore what therefore if there is a means and end mismatch then i have to look at what this sat is trying to say what the upanishad is telling me about sat ekam eva sat one sat is there advitiyam non duality one because we can't leave it at one okay one means there'll be half a sat and quarter sat no one non dual sat alone is there and then all the things that i hear are what are just a manifestation of that sat plus nama a word sat plus rupa an a form a meaning and the whole world 
is a series of words and meanings. Words and meanings. You take anything. I'm looking here where I sit in my room. Window, a word with a meaning. Curtain, a word with a meaning. Light, a word with a meaning. Door, a word with a meaning. Chair, a word which has a meaning, which is commonly understood. Table, computer, word with a meaning. <laughs> and then what? <laughs> this Zoom Kulam. It's not Guru Kulam now, it is Zoom Kulam. Okay? And then so this <laughs> Zoom Kulam with all the little, uh, laughing faces, postage stamp, uh, you know, size faces, words and meanings. Word and meaning, word and meaning. Vacharambhanam vikaro namadheyam. It's all centered on vak. It is all centered on your tongue. The pot cannot call itself a pot unless you, the sentient being, say this is a pot. That such everything depends on Satchit alone. Everything depends on Satchidananda Atma, that is you. Everything depends on that. Now the very important question is, what does Satchit depend on? <laughs> very, very interesting and important question. A young child asked me in one of the satsangs, we see photos of Lord Shiva meditating. Swamiji, we see photos of Lord Shiva meditating. Now I have a question. We all meditate on Lord Shiva. Who is Lord Shiva meditating on? <laughs> very wonderful question. A very profound question by an eight-year-old. And I said to the young child, I said, Lord Shiva is meditating upon how glorious he is. On his own glory. Again, this is not a sentence from me. It is just borrowed again from the Upanishad. Sve mahimni tishthati revels in its own glory. So the Sat is self-standing. Everything else depends on Sat. Without Sat, if Sat were to withdraw itself, everything, the whole Jagat would fall apart. It would go into pralaya in a way. If you know, so therefore, this sat is the source of everything, and then this sat is you. Okay, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute. Until now, I was enjoying the talk, at least I was understanding it. Now, you made a big quantum leap. You said, Okay, everything is sat. Aha, theek hai. I can understand that. Now, that sat is you. This is too much. Well, what is sat? Is okay, very simple. Vedanta is very easy. No, don't make it, we don't have to make it complicated. We allow our minds to be, to, to be receptive and it just goes in. Very, very lovely. It just goes in. Because the Shruti, the Upanishad is like a loving functional mother, like a thousand loving functional mothers feeding the baby. And we are all like babies. We just have to open the mouth, that is it. Open the heart, open the mind, it goes in. And so this Sat, how can this Sat be I? Well, let us see what you have in common with Sat. Sat is. And then, are you there or not? Uh, I don't know. Nobody will say that. Are you here? 
yeah okay <laughs> that means you are you is you know that is is you you are let's see what else you have in common with sat what is the next question you know how do you know that you exist do you have to ask a significant other hello please tell the answer swami is asking the question am i here am i here you don't need to ask anybody you don't need a certificate of existence certificate of existence is for ashrams and institutions we you don't need it for individuals if you go to some uh, you know government entity like social security administration and ask for certificate of existence they will send you they'll say please go to the fourth floor they will also not know what you are asking for so therefore there is no certificate of existence needed because the sat as you is shouting its existence i am i am i am aham 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 iti sakshat sakshi rupena bhasate and even for the sake of sadhana you take maunam the i doesn't shut up maunam means a vow of silence sometimes people do that for uh, self purification the purification of the antakarana the heart the to 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 kind of you know withdraw a little bit into oneself mauna a vow of silence so you can be silent but the sat doesn't shut up i am i am i am and right now what does it say i am silent oh i have managed to not talk for so long the i am silent for now 5 hours see that i am doesn't go doesn't go i am is always there the next question is how do you know i know i am chit i know i am i am i know and then what <laughs> how long are you are you now yes now yes and now i'll ask a question that is you know a little bit of an extension of this are you sad now the 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 spontaneous answer that comes is always no but if supposing somebody wanted to say yes i am sad now okay what will you do i said i am sad now i will say that was then this is now are you sad now answer will always be no because when you said yes that moment has gone the i is always now and the now cannot be measured the now is free timeless whole this is what is called satchidananda this sat is you you plus a body and what is a body a word with a meaning plus a mind what is the mind a mind is that about which you just say never mind that's the mind that's the definition of the mind <laughs> never mind can't remember anything can't can't keep up with anything never mind and so this is the mind what are the senses those that drive me senseless this is all just you know a plus sat plus the infinite sat which is i is free enough to walk in a body that is limping free enough to be in a mind that doesn't remember you know most of the things free enough to have senses free enough to sport uh, so many things it is this is what the i is 
And so therefore, what the implications are huge. The most secure thing is Sat. The only secure thing is I, Atma. The, 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 the only thing that is not the cause of sorrow, I. Not the cause of insecurity, I. Not the cause of fear, I. Now, do you see the, the sadhana, sadhya mismatch? Do you see how one is frantically engaged 24, 7, 365 in, uh, 365 in trying to make the secure eye into secure, <laughs> trying to make the, the, the joyous ananda eye into happy trying to convert the uncertain, the, the certain I into something that is free of uncertainty. This is what is called in, in Adi Shankara's expression, Pishtasya Peshanam, meaning you, you have already rice flour, you know, with which you make dumplings and all these things. You already have rice flour. And so this person took the rice flour to the mill and ground it again. <laughs> and said, oh, my hands are aching, I am so tired. The rice is already in the form of powder. You don't have to make it powder. The self is already free. You don't have to make it free. The self is already whole. You can't make it whole. The self is already happy. Stop trying to make it happy. And so, this is the implication. Implication number one is to understand this mismatch. Implication number two is to clean up my interactions, clean up one's interaction with the Jagat as something that I have to milk my happiness out of. Out of. I have to press and extract the happiness, the Jagat. The world is like a stone and if you press the stone, you are no matter how hard, you are not going to get olive oil, okay? Because it is unable to give you what you want. Why? Because it is finite. It is based on word and meaning. It is all reliant on this Sat, which is the truth of the I, which is the content of the I. It is all finite and so I can't press the finite and manufacture or produce the infinite because the infinite is not a product, it is you. It is the truth of you. The infinite simply is. Anything you add to the infinite, infinite. Infinite minus 100, infinite. Infinity plus 10, infinite. That is what is the unchanging, already happy, already secure I. So therefore, the, the implications of this mantra from the Brihadaranyaka Upanishad, the third implication is a change in my effort. Where is the sadhana put? The sadhana is put in two places. One is to directly understand this, to expose myself to the source of this knowledge and to study this. Because the reason I am separated from the wholeness is not because of time, not because of space, but because I do not know. 
I'm born in self-ignorance and that self-ignorance is just a matter of correction. Like the person, you know, who, who wears glasses, temporarily took them off in order to wipe the eyes and put it on the head. And then looked everywhere. <laughs> Where are my glasses? What happened? Who took my glasses away? And then, if the person had teenage children, they would say, okay, what are you going to give us if we help you find your glasses? And then they will say, they are on your head. This is Tattvamasi. This is Tattvamasi. You already are what you see. You are who you want to be. You are free. You are secure. You are the possessor of the greatest secret, which is not known because you, you, you don't know you have it. So the orientation from doing to knowing. In, in Sanskrit it is called the jump from mumukshu, the seeker of freedom, to jignyasu, the seeker of knowledge. Why? Because I'm already what I want to be. I have to understand this. So this is the first shift in the sadhana is to become oriented towards what is called in Sanskrit Shravanam. Shravanam means listening. Why listening? Why can't I read the Upanishad? So many translations are there. Well, because when you read the Upanishad, the Ahankara is reading the Upanishad. The very Ahankara that does not want to give up the doership, the very Ahankara that is insecure is reading the Upanishad. You are the whole. Right. Next, you know, ah, I don't believe this. Oh, come on. This is, this is not okay. Because one brings in one's own infrastructure to the situation. And that infrastructure will say, this is not to be trusted. <laughs> this is not, uh, this is contrary to your experience. This is not to be believed. Therefore, you sit and listen. And in listening, some of that infrastructure as the karta, as the doer. Because how to drop the doership when you are trying to do the knowledge? Not possible. There is a, there is a virodha, a contradiction. And in the listening, some of it is bypassed. Some of it is bypassed because we are using timeless uh, pedagogies, strategies, stories. First to relax the person. It's like an operation. There is a tumor of ajnanam that is causing pain and sorrow. And so if there is a tumor, what do you do? You go to the doctor. The doctor will say, okay, all this imaging is done. The size of the tumor is understood. And then what? Then anesthesia. That is what happens in the class too. That's why we, what are they, how? So you are trying to anesthetize me, how? Well, those are the little jokes here and there. That's the anesthesia. People just relax. Oh, this is kind of nice. Oh, I didn't think it would be this easy. Ha! And then what? Then the tumor of ajnanam, self-ignorance is excised. You don't have to do anything. Before you know it, the operation is over. You don't even know that you went under. Under what? Under Shastra Pramana, under the scalpel of knowledge in the form of Upanishads. All the other means of knowledge, I operate 
I have to have the grace to allow the Shastra to operate upon me. This is the difference. The Shastra, just like the Shastra means teaching, okay? So the Shastra, just like the, just like your eyes and ears, reveals something that is never possible for your eyes and ears to understand. Because, you know, you are wanting to understand you. <laughs> you are not, cannot be objectified. You cannot see yourself. You cannot hear yourself. You cannot uh, touch the Sat. You cannot taste the Sat because it is you. So the Sat has to be revealed through time-tested, timeless pedagogies. Various pedagogies. Karya, Karana, Prakriya. Everything that is here is Karya, an effect of Sat. And that effect is non-separate from the Karana. Therefore, you are, uh, you are Sat. Karana, cause. Effect is non-separate from cause. Cause is never the effect. This is, this is what is taught. Very beautiful. So the listening bypasses the resistance. And so that, that is the first orientation from jumping to the, to, to the doer, to the one who just is a being. Because the doership only is going to beget sorrow. You do not control your actions. You do not control the results of actions. You already know this in the Bhagavad Gita. So therefore, the first thing is to understand that I have to change my orientation, how I am going about this business. I have to learn to listen because this is a matter of removing ignorance. And then the second change that has to happen is to prepare the heart to assimilate this knowledge. Because every knowledge has some prerequisites. The child cannot go from high school to PhD. <laughs> you have to go first to college. And then you have to get a degree. Then you have to get a master's. Then you, you are ready for what is going to be revealed. So a four-year-old cannot be taught Einstein's theory of relativity. Not possible. So here too, this knowledge begs preparation. A prepared heart. A heart that is prepared is a heart that, that first has this discrimination, viveka. Discrimination to, to drop the, the, to, the, the discrimination between the finite and the infinite. Infinite is I, finite is everything else. So I have to pursue the truth of myself. Then the next preparation comes vairagya. Vairagya is this passion, dropping the not I and then going after the infinite in the form of knowledge is Vairagya. Then, you know, this is what is called Sadhana Chatushtaya, fourfold Sadhana. You know, then people think, oh, only four things, I can handle this. So, two we have already covered, Viveka, Vairagya and then, then what? Mumukshutvam. Mumukshutvam means the desire, the strong desire to be free and to do anything for the sake of this knowledge, to grow emotionally for the sake of this knowledge, Mumukshutvam. And then there are a few other six, uh, you know, six things that one has to uh, gain 
attain uh, and uh, practice, cultivate Shraddha, non-resistance, a attitude of devotion, Shraddha, and then Titiksha, the, the readiness to do anything for the sake of this knowledge, the readiness to undergo discomfort for the sake of this knowledge, and then Shama Dhamma, a resolved mind with the body parts also going according to the mind, and then Uparati, the willingness to let go of small stuff and then the big stuff, Samadhanam, single-minded focus, all these are advised. And then, then the heart is prepared to receive this knowledge. And then this is, this is the second thing, to cultivate all this. How to cultivate all this? So the third thing, the final practical trip, tip is, you know, what you heard, uh, you know, um, I think earlier, in the, in the earlier satsang, I'm sorry, I was not able to log in. I had some uh, trouble with the Zoom. But now, uh, thanks to Swami Adi, it has been rectified. So um, karma yoga, that is basically what it is. Karma Yoga is where I make the action because you cannot just sit inactively. That is not possible. So I learn how to act and make that action into a form of prayer. You Ishwarize the action. By bringing Ishwara into the picture, the, the action is dedicated for the Lord. And the results of action are accepted as prasada coming from the Lord, from the Goddess. It is all just a prasada. And so whatever happens is accepted gladly, in the beginning sadly and later on gladly as something that is supposed to be. If I can change something, yes, one can change it. But if it is not, you know, if I can't change it, something happens, I cannot change. If it is inevitable, it has to be accepted as something coming from Bhagavan. Nay, it is a manifestation of the Lord. So that is how in the day-to-day, everyday lived Vedanta, Karma Yoga is lived Vedanta. And it qualifies you to, to the study of Vedanta. Nine-tenths is preparation. Nine-tenths of Vedanta is preparation. One-tenth is the knowledge. So whatever you do, wherever you are, however you are uh, uh, engaged in action, doesn't go to waste if this small little transformation, this little trick is understood. I dedicate the actions to Bhagavan. I take whatever comes for the sake of self-growth. And then finally, I will say, self-growth cannot happen without sacrifice. There is no self-growth. You know, <laughs> you know, bring on the growth. I'll just sit in one place. If you just sit in one place, there is only one kind of growth. You will grow sideways. Okay, yeah, that's what will happen. There is no inner growth. Inner growth happens when there is disappointment, when you cannot, you, when you want something badly, you don't get it. When you didn't want to let go of something, it slips from your fingers and go, is gone. A person, a relationship, an object, a desirable object, whatever it be. That is when the growth happens, if one has undergone this transformation and has invited the growth. 
because if the results of action are Ishvara, if there are difficulties, it is Ishvara. If there is more difficulties in my life, there is more Ishvara in my life. So the Karma Yogi's prayer in conclusion is to say what? The, you know, the, let there be more Ishvara, more and more of Ishvara and less and less of myself in my life. That is the secret to allowing the doership to drop. There is no force to dropping. You see what you are holding, this doership is an as though superimposition upon the eye that is free of being a doer, free of being an experiencer or enjoyer of action. And so the, if you are holding on to it in the, in the light of this knowledge, it automatically drops. There is no rush to do that, there is no pressure, just being, just studying and then just understanding and living a life of karma yoga leads you automatically to bhakti, automatically to Vedanta. It is a time-tested, timeless uh, pedagogy given to us. This is a gift of Bhagavan uh, given to us in the Bhagavad Gita and the Upanishads. Thank you very much. Om Tat Sat.